Welcome to Austinites. I'm Frank Garza, and in this episode, I talk with Lisa Strandberg. Lisa, along with her sister Katie, is a co-founder of The Shoreline, an independent women's resort wear brand. So I'll leave it to Lisa to tell you more about The Shoreline and their line of clothing later in the show. But to kick things off, we're going to talk about Lisa's modeling career, which is how she got her start in the fashion industry. Enjoy the show. What happened was my dad was a doctor and he had a picture of me on his desk and one of his patients was a photographer and said, is that your daughter? And that's kind of how it started. And she said, I'd really like to take pictures of her. She was a very well-known photographer in our area. And she said, I would love to take her images and give it to this mother agency that's in Tampa. That's where I'm from originally. And then she said, I'd like to have them take a look at it. and then." They sent my images to Miami, which was a bigger market. And um, I ended up signing with Michelle Pommier at the time down in Miami. And so I started that way. And then they sent my images to Ford in New York. And so I would spend every summer and long holiday and long weekend, yeah, weekend holiday, like any time, any extra time I had from school, I would be working in New York. So it happened fast and it was super fun, but my mom and grandma would come with me everywhere. <laughs> and so they would, you know, live in New York with me for the summers and my brothers would come visit and it was a lot of fun. How old did you say you were when this photographer saw that picture? I was 13 at the time. And had you, before they approached you, had you ever thought that you wanted to be a model or even no. given it a train of thought? No, <laughs> no. I had, honestly, I had, yeah, really no idea. I think I was just still young and I, you know, was tall and lanky thanks to genetics. So yeah, I really, I hadn't thought about it at all. I was in school. I was a cheerleader and just living, you know, that normal 13 year old life. And then, yeah, to have somebody approach you and say, oh, well, this is something maybe you could consider doing. Yeah. Opened up a lot of doors. What do you remember about, you know, the first time you did a runway show or, you know, some of your earliest memories of, you know, doing that? I got just, I mean, great experience. Um, I walked for Carolina Herrera and Armani and Givenchy and quite a few big ones. And it, it was nerve wracking. It was nerve wracking my first couple runs. And then you kind of get used to it. And it was fun though, being backstage and having all of that, going back to that, like that creative, you know, and seeing everybody's parts and everybody's roles. I love to just kind of watch and learn and take everything in that, that I could. I knew it was, even at a young age, I knew, wow, what an experience I get, I, I'm experiencing and, and something so different. You mentioned the nerves and I can, I can imagine that would be pretty nerve wracking. Tell me about a time you remember being really nervous I remember when I did walk for Carolina Herrera, the dresses, if you're familiar with her, her line, it was more of her gowns. And so it was this one gown that they had me in and I'll never forget it. It had so much to it. So 
when you make that turn and you're in heels and you don't want to turn all up into the dress when you're turning. I remember that feeling of being like, how am I going to, to make this all look, you know, so effortless and, you know, and being able to play with the gown and everything like that. So that was one of my things. And I'll never forget. I hit that end of the runway and my foot went right through the, like the, gosh, I don't even know what it was made out of. It was like a bit of tool or something. And I remember my heel going right through it. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to have to keep walking with this and hope, you know, the whole dress, the back of the, you know, dress doesn't fall apart on me, but that was a scary one, but all turned out. Okay. So <laughs> we made it work. Did you get to do a lot of traveling because of your modeling like globally? Yes. So right after high school, I moved to Miami and at that time they were doing seasons. Like modeling was very seasonal. So you would be in Miami for a season and then you'd go to New York for a season So I kind of followed that path. I did Miami and then moved to Milan for a while and did that season there and lived in Italy and worked and traveled and grew up a lot. It was was like right out of high school. So all my friends were in college and I was in another country and I, you know, was very naive and everything, but it was a lot of fun. And then I came back, was in New York again, and then traveled. I I lived in Greece for a while. So those were kind of my two big stops. In between all of that, there was stops in any little place that you were kind of working, LA and New York. And so it was it was a lot. It was living out of a suitcase all the time. And then I I met my husband and I said, I'm so ready to just live a normal life where you have a car and, you know, a dresser for all your clothes to go in and not a suitcase. So that's when I called it. <laughs> How long in total, you know, were you involved with modeling? And then um, I would love to hear about that transition out of it. Yeah, I worked until I was 21, 21, 22. So it was, I think mean, it was 13 to 22. I mean, it was, you know, it felt like a, a whole lifetime, you know, with that time. And then I was in LA and I had a one way ticket. I flew out on a Friday and I was going to live with um, another one of my friends and to work and everything. And, and I just was just so over it. And I met my husband, my now husband, I met my boyfriend at the time, right before I was moving to LA and he went to college with a, a lot of my friends. So I just was like, okay, you know, see, I'll see you at Christmas or something. And then I, I lived in LA from that Friday to the next Friday. <laughs> and I was like, I'm coming home. I am just done. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I was, I was just tired, you know, it goes back to that being like kind of looked at of as like, you know, just a, a product. Well, what are we going to do with her? Like, you know, right in front of your face and you're like, I'm right here, you know, <laughs> and you become less of you and, you know, more of that product. So I was just, yeah. So it was a Friday to a Friday and I said, okay, I'm done. And I actually took all of my bags and I had kept talking to my then boyfriend, my now husband, and I talked to him through the whole time. And he was like, well, just come home. And so I took all of my bags and my suitcase and I left it. He picked me up from the airport. I left it at his apartment. And um, yeah, we've lived together ever since. And that's going on 19 years of marriage and had 22 years together. <laughs> After modeling, 
Lisa stayed in the industry working as a booking agent for Ford. She got married, had kids, and then one day on a family vacation, she had an idea. We kind of have this one story that I'll I'll never forget, but I was vacationing with my husband and our three kids and I love resort wear. And so I said, okay, you know, we're at the beach and I had this great piece on from one of my favorite designers and my youngest comes running up to me and he says, I got the ketchup and he opens it and it goes exploding all over me. And I thought to myself, okay, well, this isn't going to (laughs) work for, you know, that real life day-to-day actual, you know, kind of that beach wear. And that's when I thought to myself, okay, there's got to be something else out there. And I kind of searched that day online and was kind of looking for pieces. And then I thought to myself, who best to call but my sister. And so she had just graduated from FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. And I said, what do you think about this idea? And after she like started you know, stop laughing. And she was like, Lise, we're really going to do this. And she was like, I think it's fantastic. And she comes from that technical background. So she was the perfect person to kind of go to and then feed off of. And she's just been my partner through it all. But yeah, that was kind of our first aha moment, if you will. So when you told her or you asked her, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. What was this at that time, that initial idea you presented to her, what was it? It was a very wearable line of clothing that we like to call, you can always stick with resort wear. And then you've got the market kind of had resort wear and cover-ups and resort wear seemed to be a little bit more fancy and buttoned up. And the cover-ups seemed to be something that you couldn't really transition. So my idea to her was, Katie, what do you think about this line that's highly wearable in step with fashion? Because that's kind of, you know, that's our background, but materials that can be worn at the beach, but then to a restaurant. So it can transition. So it was very highly transitionable, wearable, you know, just kind of easy. So that was kind of my initial idea to her. And we grew, you know, we've grown up in Florida. So that was, the beaches were our background. It was our our playground, if you will. And so we had a lot of experience in that, you know, where you don't want your garment to add to the heat or to this or that. So that's when Katie really stepped in and said, she has a technical background in fabrics and production. So she did a real deep dive into what's out there in the market and everything else. And it was, that's when her knowledge really, really helped us find that, that right fabric. And so is that what you guys decided as next steps on that phone call? Or I mean, how did you leave the phone call? She said, come up with a couple sketches. And that was her very easy for her. And so (laughs) some of the sketches, it was just comedy. And that's kind of like our relationship as well. You know, we, we have a very big family and everybody is very involved. So everybody gave their feedback for sure. But yeah, she said, come up with some sketches. Let me, and this was her graduating year. She's like, let me talk to some people at FIT and see where we go from here. But first off, let's see kind of, she wanted to see 
more of my ideas per piece. So that's kind of how we did it. We broke it down that way. And we came up with a line of four or five pieces, I think we launched with. And it took us some really funny moments of prototypes of just being like, what are we, you know, the sizing comes out so wrong or um, I'll never forget. And I know Katie will never forget when we first got our first samples of the shoreline pieces and we had this great idea and we took it to this one technical designer to make a pattern and make us a sample and all the samples came to my house. So I had to try them all on and they were so not at all like what we were thinking. And I, I'll never forget like FaceTiming her and like trying this on. And it was the most awkward cut piece of clothing you could ever put on your body. And I was like, where, why would this person even think to like send this? Like, this was okay. Like, I don't know. And we were just crying, like laughing and being like, what did we do? What did we get into? Is this how it is? You know, it was just this, like, not only was it hysterical and, but like, I'll never, I mean, we'll never forget it. It was just one of those things that we were both crying. Like it was like tears of joy and like, I mean, like not tears of tears of just like like laughing so hard, that kind of tears. And then the tears of like, what am I doing? And I spent so much time on this, you know, it was that kind of moment. There were more bumps in the road, but Lisa and Katie kept moving forward. And after a few years and a lot of iterations, the first collection of the shoreline was ready to launch. Do you remember what those four to five pieces were for your first collection? So we still have those pieces. We keep everything and we build upon it. That's just our line will always be classic. We're not chasing trends. So we started with the beach shirt, which is actually, you know, fashion's love of a nice button down. And we took that and we, we made it and molded it into a little bit oversized fit. Um, we found a great fabric for it that's very loose and very airy and light. So you're not thinking, well, I'm going to wear this nice white button down to the beach. And it just, it just makes sense in our fabric and our fit. So we had that and we launched with our Rachel Maxi dress, which we still have today. It's just an oversized button down dress that we love. It's one of our best sellers. And then our Haley pants and a tank. I think that's how we started the first. Oh, and then the Bridget skirt, which is a maxi skirt, which is actually one of another one of our top performers. So I read that each line of clothing is named after a family member or friend. Is that true? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Who's helped them? Okay. So I wanted to ask you about a few of these. You know, this beach shirt that you mentioned. That's the page, right? That's the page. So yeah. Who Who is Paige? <laughs> <laughs> So this is actually Katie's best friend and she's just a phenomenal woman and girl. And yeah, so she is, she's Katie's like right hand. And so the two of them, anytime that they're together, that was just one of our nods to, you know, just that great friendship, that classic, just great friendship. And she's just a character on her own as well. And the other one you mentioned was the Bridget. 
Yes. Tell me about Bridget. So Bridget is actually my closest friend from growing up. Actually, we modeled together. I met her in Miami and we traveled and did all the seasons together. And she is that friend that you just, you call and you say, this is what's going on. And this is, you know, what do you think? And you just bounce everything off of her. And so she just, she's just one of those friends. And so I was talking to her about this skirt that I really wanted to do. And so she was like, well, what if we did this? Or what if, you know, so she just added her touch to it as well. So that's where we came up with the Bridget. I had to name it after her. I like the BFFs. Right. Uh, got the nod. Uh, yeah, with this first yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did for sure. The first day that you put your line or your items for sale, you know, the first day your business opened, so to speak, is there a day like that, that you can recall? Yeah, we launched on 2 1 21. Tell me about how you felt on 131 21. <laughs> <laughs> Nervous, really nervous and um, excited though, really super excited. I hadn't, this is completely new for me. I I don't have an entrepreneurial background. So it was brand new. I was excited and nervous and, you know, just back and forth with emails with the girl that heads up our tech space and, um, you know, just making sure it all went smooth without a glitch. And, you know, we had a lot of great response course, you know, when you start something that family and friends, like I was saying before, we have a large family, so that really helped. And so, and then a lot of like, just great friends that would help post about it. Cause you know, social media is just such a huge part of this business. So it was great. It was great to get our first order. I'll, I'll never forget it. Actually, it was a friend of mine in the neighborhood and I was like running over to her house and delivered it. And it was just super exciting for sure. It's been a crazy wild ride. That first line sold out so quickly that it basically lasted us that season because that's what we had inventory for. We thought this will take us through the year. And it really took us from February to September and we were sold out. So it was then after that time period that we were like, now what do we do? You know, that's when it was like, whoa, this wasn't what we had planned. It's the greatest surprise ever, but it came with a lot of challenges as well. I love exploring and trying new things in Austin. So before Lisa and I wrapped up, I asked her to share one of her favorite places or things to do around town. Austin has just like the greatest food scene. I think it has just like the greatest everything scene for me. It's like food and music and, you know, the boutiques and everything, you know, on Congress. There's just so many great things about Austin. I would say food wise, my husband and I's favorite place to go to is the Commodore Perry mansion. We love, I mean, just to be there and to have brunch and to hang out. It just is it's just a magical place in Austin. It's, it's unreal, really. I don't know about that place. So tell me more about, tell me what it is. And, yeah. um, so have you heard of Ludi's, the restaurant Ludi's? I have. Yeah. Okay. 
Ludi's is on the grounds of the mansion of the Commodore Perry. So it's a hotel and you can also be a member there. It's an auberge resort. And what they've done to it is just phenomenal. I mean, it really, it takes you to a different like time and place. You don't even, I mean, you know that you're in Austin because of the way that they've like decorated the whole inside, but it's just such a magical place. It's this estate that the Perry's owned. Oh gosh, I want to say like in the 20s, I should know this. And Auberge came in and just completely updated it, renovated it and added on to it. And it's this little like nugget. So the courtyard and everything where you sit out and you can have brunch and then they have these grounds that where you can go and walk around. Like even if you go to Ludi's, you can walk around on the grounds there at the resort and they've got this garden that's absolutely beautiful and this you know fountain in the middle of it and it's just kind of you can meander all through there and then their pool is just really cool it's just kind of that old school very simple type of decor and everything and it's just a phenomenal place I definitely recommend and what do you normally do there when you go it's just a great restaurant so we usually have brunch there they also have the library which is part of the the hotel as well So you can sit in the library, you can sit in there. And so sometimes I'll do meetings there, or I can just go in and sit in the bar area and they have these like big, huge couches and sit in there and I can work. And so I'll use it for that too. But our favorite is really just those weekend brunches. The food is phenomenal. Thanks to Lisa for being on the show. If you'd like to check out The Shoreline, their website is thisistheshoreline.com. Austinites is produced by me, Frank Garza. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with a fellow Austinite. Thank you, and I'll be back soon with a new episode.